Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Take my auntie down to the supermarket to buy a bunch of peas. Hi. Hey. Uh, welcome I started to feeling really awkward straight away when you started rapping. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. But I, I like that we did that. I I think you're a good man to have in my corner, Al. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like as in, do I make you feel awful about things? Yeah. And you, um, you, you back me up right up until the point when you stop wanting to back me up. No, 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 no. You probably backed me up more by stopping, actually. Well, yeah? that's kind of what I was... I thought, I thought we could... Friends don't we let can, friends... Rap, but especially when it's like because what happens with all of us who don't rap yeah. is that we go for that one rhythm that um, that all kind of non rappers go f- for, which is like which doesn't sound like actual rapping from anybody who knows really? what they're doing. So it's oh. so it, it just I feel embarrassed for the world of rapping, <laughs> and I feel. Embarrassed Do you think I embarrassed the world of rapping? Well, you didn't. Andy, did you do you think you made it proud? <laughs> and so, if we eliminate that possibility, most of the other possibilities involve embarrassment. I don't think the world of rapping gives a fuck. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> I think the world of rapping's probably self-confident enough that it can withstand my a lack of creativity with uh, rhythm. That's cool. Sometimes I'm quite good with rhythms, though. Yeah, you know, like making up little do think, rhythms. Do you think you got flow? I I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say that I have flow. Well, then maybe no. you should become a drummer. I maybe, definitely maybe next. Time I wouldn't go so far as to say that I should become. Next a time, I'll just let you do the beat. That's definitely not a good idea. Why, Alistair? You're painting me into a corner here where I'm <laughs> going to have to admit that I'm not good at anything. Andy, you're good at lots of things. Thank you. People really like you. Oh, that's nice. And your skills. Yeah. Yeah. How do they feel about my rapping? Oh, they haven't mentioned it. Oh. So that could be either good or bad. <laughs> well, let's treat it as good. Although after everybody listens to this episode... They will have heard it. And, and I'm sure you'll get some feedback. We'll collapse that waveform and we'll know true... But, yeah. but at the moment it's both whether, good and bad you're rapping. Yeah. 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 Except for my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't count me as a person, which I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we're fine. Yeah. Cool. So welcome to two in the uh, think tank. This is episode twelve. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I laughed at people who had listened to twelve episodes. Um, so congratulations to you guys. You guys, are really uh, this funny. This is where we have a special. We actually have a special prize for the people who've listened to all twelve episodes so far. So well done for getting through it. Yeah. All those other eleven episodes. That was a joke. Yeah, this and one is the first test. real one. This is the first real one, yeah. and we're going to be taking it a lot more seriously. Well, from of course, now, on. now from now on, it's actually serious. We were just joking around before. Yeah, which is not the way to approach any kind of comedy podcast. No, it's not. It's a serious business. Yeah, it's making a joke of comedy. 
but that was sort of sort of what it was. It was like a satire mm. on a podcast. We were just pretending to be two guys. That's the sort of the joke. We're two guys who pretend like we're having a how how ridiculous would it be if you were just another pair of comedians <laughs> making a podcast <laughs> where all they have to do is talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's the um it's the Damien where the Damien Hurst of podcasts. Who's he again? He's that artist who produces like just endless reproductions of very very similar um oh, things yeah. like but he does those spinning wheels with paint all over them and like oh. yeah, and, and did, he, did he did he do the diamond skull? He did the diamond skull and stuff yeah. as well. Like a lot of the time the joke is that it's art. Yeah. Look at this thing I've done. Yeah. How yes, ridiculous that's, that's is what, it that I'm doing this? Yeah. Right. Our joke now is that this ha- is comedy. And how ridiculous is it that I'm I'm charging three hundred million dollars for this diamond skull? How ridiculous is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, imagine if I did that, which I am doing it. You yeah. don't have to imagine. It'll be it. even funnier if one of you guys buys it. It'll be even funnier. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think he uses the word funnier. I think he may, he uses the word relevant and artistic. Two words, but he means funny, and that in art, you know, art has another language. You got to be art literate, yeah, and meaningful and relevant means funny. You have a sense of humor. Can you have a sense of art? Your art, your art, your. I have a sense of art, your, <laughs> and I'm from Europe. Art, your art, your. Um, Is that a thing that happens in Europe where they put Y's where they don't belong? Yeah, they put. A so this yes. is this is um, this is a game of Jeopardy, and they go and it's like, uh, I'll take um, I'll take geography, and they go, uh, okay, um, for two hundred dollars, uh, we put a Y where it doesn't belong. Um, am I Europe? <laughs> what is Europe? <laughs> What is the dominant characteristic of the peoples of Europe? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just like photos of people with like just the letter Y in fireplaces and and sort of under their armpits. An an X-ray. A doctor puts an X-ray up on one of those screens and there's like a Y lodged in between somebody's ribs. Or they've they've got like a wishbone that you would have in a chicken. That you, I would have one in a chicken. Yeah, but you would, but they have it in in a regular person. Oh, that wishbone! Chickens being irregular people. From my from my lofty position of being, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I wasn't listening. That's really funny. <laughs> They're some of the least regular people. Um, what do you say for you? For <laughs> <your> pro- <laughs> um, oh, it hardly seems relevant now. Yeah, well. Um, I don't think anything matters anymore. I have that. I have that. Well, relevant in terms of it, it, it seems irrelevant now in terms of in language in, in art speak, yeah. which would be not funny in yeah. comparison. To yes. Your, yes. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but uh, from my lofty position of being a vegetarian, yeah, looking back now on wishbones, yeah, that's pretty macabre, isn't it? What does macabre mean? It's sort of grim and like a bit sadistic. <laughs> I suppose it does. I mean, like, if, if a bigger animal was doing it to humans, do you think they would use the sort of the hip... The pelvis. Yeah, the pelvis and then the legs? And then oh, you would just tear... You'd have the leg. You'd have the legs still attached. I think you'd just take a whole human, because, you know, if you take our legs, yeah, I guess you would so. just grab one leg and the other leg, and you'd tear them apart, and whoever ends up with more of the torso, yeah. their wish comes true. Oh, so... Yeah. 
the other person just ends up with a bit of a leg. Because I think it's like one of the one of the hip, the ball. Fortunately, the thing it. that I wished for was a big bit of torso. So in that sense, it has come true. Yes, yeah. I'm a very lucky monster. But then the the, the guy with the torso. I guess I'm, I'm guessing they're going to eat it. And um, I hope so. Otherwise, the, that's just cruel. It's very wasteful. Wasteful. Um, do you think? Hey. Do you think our rib bones to a giant would sort of be like those tiny bones in, in a salmon steak that would just oh. that get stuck in your mouth? Like this so stick? irritating. Yeah, I think it would be very irritating. So I think that's why it's good not to eat us giants. If there are any giants listening, <laughs> first of all, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> With your giant ears, <laughs> your giant iPhones, your giant giant oh. iPods. They would. Apple Apple is, you know, they, they say Apple's the biggest company in the world. Well, there you go. And They're always looking for new markets. Yeah. The giants. Yeah. You could sell a lot of really small iPhones, or you could just sell one really big one and make the same amount of money. Yeah. Well, you know. Probably goes the other way, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a little. What was the rap about before? I went like down to the supermarket with my auntie to buy a bag of peas. Yeah. Oh, now I kind of want to know what happens next. Well, you'll never know because you cut me off. No, but I mean, I did go. you? How how many moves ahead do you rap? Like, you know, is it like a game of chess for you? Were you already like three sentences down the road? I, w- I was already working on my third album. Yeah. Uh, by that point of the rap, that's and how I'm not going to I'm not going to get to hear any. You're of not going to get to hear any of it. What was the first album called? Fingers in many pies. Yeah, all oh right. So is yeah. that what you guys were... Were you guys making some kind of uh, a vegetarian, as you mentioned? Every one of the raps was going to be about a different type of pie. And and with, like... But also, like, the whole journey on making it. So you were going to buy... You were buying the peas with your aunt. <laughs> yes. So there's a bit of an emotional joy uh, voyage. Uh, family's very important to me, and I try to bring that out in my rap. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> or I was going to try and bring that out in my rap, yeah. but my career ended... Yeah, really. Almost as soon as it had begun. Well, you know, this could be a... You know, at the moment, there's a bit of buzz about uh, <laughs> about you coming back on the scene. <laughs> yeah? With a, with a hip-hop album, I feel. <laughs> a bit of buzz. There's a bit of buzz. Can yeah. you hear it? It's just the, um, it's the compressor across the road. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I thought that was people hyping up but, your next album. Yeah. It's just a compressor <laughs> across the road. Hey, look, I don't think... You know, it's all about how you look at things, you know? And people talk about positivity. And yeah. You can find positivity even in the, in the in the hum of a compressor from across the road. Yeah, you're, you're right. If you if you chose to include that, treat that uh, compre- compressor hum as buzz around your new album... You'd be more motivated <laughs> to, to work on your album, right? There's a lot of buzz around your new album. Yeah, yeah, man, everyone's really keen to hear it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's been terribly produced. There's a lot of static. There's, yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> Did you have a compressor grainy. in the yeah. background? Is that? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely. It was. It was my muse. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's muses aren't like sort of electrical equipment. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people's aren't. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> I thought it was just a few, but now that we've started to talk about it, I'm realizing more yeah. and more that almost everybody's muse isn't electrical equipment. Yeah, and the bigger the piece of electrical equipment, the less emotional attachment people have to it, do you find? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you know, people are, like, really attached to their phones, phones and stuff like that, yeah. but 
uh, a robotic arm in a factory. <laughs> Very few people have that much emotional attachment to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe a Japanese person. I don't want to stereotype, but don't you think... Japanese people aren't electrical equipment, Alistair. No, 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 but I mean, like, don't you think one Japanese person <laughs> might be really attached to a... Robotic arm? A robotic arm somewhere. They sound like they're a new cyborg that's being developed. Yeah. Now, a third arm wouldn't be bad. Like, coming out of your back that l- kind of lurches over your head? This was my argument against intelligent design, right? Yeah. Because my... I, I was thinking, right, okay, so humans, mm. as distinct from other animals, and I know you don't like me trying to distinguish humans from animals, but... That's cool. Because anyway. you think that we're closer to the to the, to the, to the angels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we're at least high enough, close to the angels, that we can look up their dresses and see that there's nothing there. Uh, oh. oh, that's pretty good, oh, isn't it? Oh, well, that's good. Um, what was I going to say? Angels don't wear underwear. No. Like, okay, but what were you... Like, you were talking about what distinguishes us from... Oh, yeah, I was going to say that... Because, um, like, we use tools, right? But mm-hmm. other animals... Some, some other animals do use tools. So, like, a... Uh, um, a uh, gorilla, yeah. right? Might use a, a, a stick yeah. to um, open a coconut really or something yeah sure but we as humans the, the the leap that we've made is that we can we can combine two things yeah. and then work on them with a tool so like we could get a coconut and tie we could get a you know a, a bit of rock yeah and uh, get a bit of stick and tie the two together okay okay so we can you know combine things yeah and that would be a lot easier if we had three arms and I think that if we'd been intelligently designed to be creatures that uh, combine things, yeah. put things together, synergize, then we'd have three arms. So, God. So because because you gotta like to let's say to tie rope, you need to tighten the rope. You need mm. to have two hands. Yeah. But then you can't hold on to the coconut exactly. at the same time. That's right. And so if we were intelligently designed, we would have an arm that comes over our over back, our back, over our heads, and it, like maybe just extends out of the middle of our chest uh, when we need it to. No, but the, I think that join there, that sternum join, doesn't seem like it's that Maybe sternum. we'd have a trunk. We'd just no, have a prehensile trunk. I reckon the best place would be, like, okay, so it comes out from, like, sort of just below your neck. Yep. Right? On and the side? And it, eh? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, straight back, right? And the joint, like, like it would go straight back, but it could, it, it kind of could, like, lean down, uh, like, the L, uh, it would go down like your regular arm, mm-hmm. right? And then the arm, though, would come up above your head. Over. Okay. And then you would just have it there and you would just hold things. And then you could just work. Work on them. Yeah, just work on them. So it's like, you know, it's almost like that we, thing. We could hold our own pinata. Exactly. Yeah. And think of all the time we would save and how many, how many, a few pe- fewer <laughs> people would, pinatas. F- would fall off of ladders. You know, yeah. like in some parts A lot of more the world, people would get beaten in the heads with sticks. But a lot less people would fall off ladders. Yeah, and I think that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. So you think you, th- you think that people would hit themselves with sticks? With, uh, <laughs> for well, they're blindfolded, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wow. I don't think that's a good place for the arm to come out. I think it should just come out underneath one of the other arms, and it could be quite a small arm. No, for fine oh, work, for fine awful. details. It's for it's for like you know, working on. It's no, we would have really pointy hands, little, maybe even are, little claws. Our hands are already set up for fine detail. We need a bulkier sort of like just a, a load bearing. Oh, hand. a lifting arm. Yeah, it's a lifting arm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, if we had robotic arms, they'd probably come out of our back. Like, sort of like, oct- you know, the octopus, Dr. Octopus? Dr. Octopus. Yeah. I know, sort of like Dr. Octopus. Yeah. I know what you mean. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's our suggestion. Where the third arm should go. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the nature of the podcast now, now that we've started to take it seriously. Yeah. It's no longer trying to come up with sketch ideas. It's just suggestions. Mm. To the the, the come, divine. We try to come up with five suggestions. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Third arm coming out of the back. Suggestion I mean, number one. Is any of the stuff that we've already mentioned uh, a, po- a potential sketch? I don't think so, no. What about... Oh, what, yeah. Something about my rap career? Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I would love to, to see your rap career. You, we could make a movie like... Uh, I'm not there, or no? What's the, what's the what's the one that was based on that? I'm still here. The Bob Dylan one. No, no, no. The the one that with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Is it I'm not there? The Bob Dylan one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still here. I think it was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I think it was about his rap career. Yeah. But we could make a good version of that. You <laughs> sort of already got your beard going a bit. I do. You know, we just got to get you a Letterman spot. I mean, yep. we, I don't know why we have to follow the same path as him. He didn't. Well, it's been established. I think he made the model, and we yeah. just need to follow that. That's right. He he really trailblazed that one. He did. Yeah. The so. uh, the disappointing white rap movie. Yeah. Mold was very much set. Yeah. By Joaquin. I mean, we could we could we could follow the. Uh, the Eminem one, but of course he was already a successful rapper by yeah. the time he made it. I'm not interested in we're, that. We're sort of gambling that throughout this film you're going to become a really good rapper. <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of what the whole movie is sort of... Uh, is, uh, is Yeah. What's the word? Based on? Gambling on? It's sort of is presupposed upon. Presupposed upon. Presupposed upon. Yeah. Presupposed upon. I'm going to use that in one of my raps. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm fucking. Although you said it, didn't you? I thought I. I thought I gave it to you. You can't have it. Back. No, it's fine. First person who does it on TV gets to keep it. Okay. That's my. That's my saying that I say to comedians <laughs> and everybody. Uh, if we come up with a joke together. Yep. First person to do it on TV gets to keep it. Wow. And I try to say it as fast as I can. First person to do it on TV gets to keep it. Yeah, and if you say it really, really quickly, then that means that you've got more time to focus on developing your yeah, yeah, TV yeah. career. You yeah. don't have to worry about, you know, mm. finishing the sentence because you've already started working on your TV yeah, career. Exactly. And then you're ahead of everyone else who's still just trying to work out what you said. Yeah, I try to make it as unlistenable as possible. Whenever I talk to other people in the comedy community, I just try and leave them with a feeling of bafflement. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time trying to work out what the fuck has just happened. Yeah. And that's time when I'm getting ahead. Yeah, I'm getting a lot ahead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you don't feel good about that? No, I feel fine about it. Do you think? I'm actually really supportive. I'm a good guy to have in your corner. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, it's true that you are like that. Yeah, even when you're not around, I'll just look after your corner. Keep wow. it clean. And you're, just, and you're really bad at pairing yourself up with people. <laughs> yeah. You would hope that we, they would be really supportive. But yeah. But I think at the same time, you're, you're in a good place because you pair yourself up with somebody who makes you feel good about your skills uh, by comparison to them. That's absolutely what's going on here. Yeah, do you yeah think so? always, hundred percent of the time. I think, I think I'm just constantly comparing myself to this person. Yeah, I know whoever, whoever they, they may, may be, be. <laughs> <laughs> and finding myself not wanting. Yeah. Oh man, we got to come up with a sketch idea. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, uh, it's a it's a company. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the designs motorbikes. 
Oh, right. Okay, yes. Okay, like and uh, uh, they've built the first motorised uh, unicycle. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And also the second motorised unicycle. Oh so God. they've got two yeah. motorised unicycles. And then they've got people riding them around in the testing area. But there's a crash. There's a terrible crash. Yeah. And the two uh, motorised unicycles become fused together and form one uh, motorcycle. Yeah. And um, it's... Uh, that's how the motorcycle was born. That's how the motorcycle uh, was born. That's not a sketch. No. Well, so. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I think the problem with a motorized unicycle is you have to do that thing where you drive it forward and then back and forward and yeah. back. Yeah. You do with it. I have seen people just riding like consistently oh, yeah, forwards just on forward. a unicycle. Yeah. You know that thing in that episode of South Park called It or whatever, where Mr. Garrison invents that like that new form of transport. Oh, yeah, where it goes in the bike. I think those things actually, like, exist. Like, you can, there are those things where you can sit inside a wheel mm, yeah, and I it just on, drives around. Yeah, I saw it on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Really? Yeah. That's, I don't believe you. Yeah, no, there was a, there was a guy who, who wanted to design one, and then he did. I, I still don't believe and it. And then he drove it around. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he would just sit in it, and it's a wheel. <laughs> That's a, that's a miracle of yeah, science. actually, but I don't think there wasn't any sort of any butt penetration or anything like that, like in the South Park. Episode. I also don't believe that. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that what you saw on Ripley's Believe It or Not probably did include butt penetration, <laughs> but didn't include a single-wheeled vehicle. <laughs> so I'm sceptical of everything you're telling me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I do accept that it was probably on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Because you've got to believe something... Yeah. You've got to believe in something, Alastair. You yeah. can't just go questioning yeah. everything about Because then where the world. are you at? Exactly. You've got nothing. What You're about, empty. So could it be a sketch about a guy who doesn't believe anything except for one thing in every <laughs> conversation? <laughs> It'd just be one of those one-joke sketches, but but basically somebody says something, and then he says, ah, da, 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 what you ever just, whatever you just said. Yeah, and okay. then at the end he goes, but you've got to believe in something. <laughs> you've got to believe in something. Okay. I like the guy of someone who says you've got to believe in something. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't know about any of the other stuff. No. I don't. I don't believe in any of the other stuff that you just said. No, but you got to believe in something. Which <laughs> but you got to believe in something. A guy you? who says you got to believe in something. Yeah, that's the thing I believe in. Well, maybe look because I had laughed at what you said. Yeah, and, uh, that's probably makes it a sketch. Yeah, yeah. Ripley's believe it or not, we don't care, mate. We just put it out there. Okay. Yeah. I don't give a shit whether or not you believe it. Yeah. That's not our problem. Okay. It's an interesting story. Yeah. It's funny. There's a freak in it. <laughs> this guy's got an arm coming out of his back. Yeah. This the other guy's sitting in a wheel. This guy, <laughs> two motorbikes crashed together. Right. Unicycles fused into one. Don't care if you believe it. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't give a damn. B- believe I, it or not. I don't believe in anything. <laughs> except for this. Except for... And that I don't care. That's the only thing I believe in. That I don't care whether or not you believe in anything that I have to tell you. Ripley's interested in this or couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. That's another one they've done. Uh, <laughs> Ripley's watching or asleep. All right. So uh, it's the it's the uh, the Ripley's the Empire. Ripley's Empire. <laughs> Empire. Ripley's delicious or tastes like a rubber tire. Oh, where uh, Empire, Empire, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the... <laughs> the guy... I'm interested to see how you summarise this, Alistair. Yeah, the guy who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> what do you believe? <laughs> He's just putting out TV shows. Right. 
And it's just, the guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Believe it or not, just happened to be one that, like, captured the public imagination. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Ripley's eating an apple or isn't. <laughs> that one didn't quite get it off the ground. But Ripley's fishing or just fucking about in a boat. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Not my problem, mate. I'm Ripley. <laughs> the, guy, the guy doesn't give a shit. That's the whole thing. You get to meet Ripley. <laughs> get to meet Ripley. And he's, uh, oh, he's loose. Oh, boy, is he. <sighs> Getting loose. Getting loose. I've been thinking about that expression. Yeah. So what does it mean? It's just like... Just getting loose. Oh, mate. man, I'm just... Like, that's is it you... is it like you're a, like you're getting loose? See, I've always pictured it as like you're loose. You're like sort of loose jointed, and you're just like flopping around the place. But maybe it's like you're getting loose in terms of like you were chained up like a dog, and then you broke loose. Yeah. I'm getting loose. Well, and then you're free. I think, and also fact, possibly floppy. The fact the fact that you thought that it was floppy that somebody somebody who's usually like a dickhead who's like starting to act out. Yeah. Like, you know, just like getting getting a bit crazy or just doing things that are inappropriate. The fact yeah. that, that your brain told you is like, oh, doing inappropriate things like a guy who's like really double floppy. jointed. Yeah, <laughs> double jointed and really floppy. Believe it or not, mate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> that's I find that weird. But I uh, know I think it's just like a guy who's being a bit of a cunt. And oh really? Maybe yeah. He's just like oh, like I'm. He's just doing things. He's like, he starts yelling in stores and and, oh. and like obnoxious. Know, really, is what we're talking about. Jacks, maybe yeah, obnoxious. Maybe is that getting uh, loose? I thought getting loose was kind of like a might be even like a kind of fun thing to do. Oh, maybe it could be like you know, but I think you you don't say it when 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 you start doing more socially acceptable things. <laughs> I think yeah. it's when you're you're having more fun, and uh, pro- maybe it's at the expense of someone. Oh dear! Oh, it doesn't have to be the expense of someone, but you know, like you know the way that like a, something will bother you a little bit. Yeah. Do you know, do you know about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a mild bother. Yeah. Well, um, that's still at your expense, right? Like a light drizzle. Like you know, you're the one paying for that with light bother. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say I'm going, woo, yeah, come on, mm. ah, mm. Like that. And that's, kind of, that's you getting loose? Yeah, that's me getting a bit loose. Uh, I find that, I did find that kind of bothering. Yeah, a little bit. It was a I light was a, bother. I was, I was lightly right. bothered. So I was doing I that was a lightly at your bothered expense. slice of toast. It's nothing comes for free. You can't go, woo, for, for free. Somebody has to pay for it, but with light bother. And what about somebody who invents a new type of butter called yeah. bother? And yeah. then they can invent. They can release one called Light Bother. Yeah, right. And uh, let's see, and, bother. And then if I start going woo then he yeah. pays for it yeah with light bob <laughs> uh, let's invent a new currency okay all right so what do we need um well first of all you're going to need a bank i don't know you need a place to keep it no and let's not worry about that right now okay jesus <laughs> i'm getting too far ahead i feel like have, hang on have we already done this in a po- an episode of the podcast trying to invent a new currency no i don't i doubt it you sure i d- look Andy. I would remember. I don't know. What about that time when we had two sketches about a Mongolian barbecue? Yeah, we didn't no. remember until months later. Oh, well, look, this has not happened on the podcast, but we've definitely come up with two sketches that involve Mongolia. Oh, no, we had one sketch on the podcast that involved a Mongolian exactly barbecue. Exactly right. And that then was we realized, sketch. We'd realized about a year earlier we tried to write a sketch, and a lot of it involved a Mongolian barbecue. It was a guy who every year he, his friends bring him to a Mongolian <laughs> barbecue, and they go, well, what do you want to order? 
And he goes, uh, I don't want it. And they go, well, why do you do this? Why do you bring us every year, Chris? You make like, us come to this Mongolian barbecue on your birthday. Yeah. Why? He goes, because well, I'm an alien. And that's the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sketch was called Chris is an Alien. And I think, yeah, that's right. And we told people what it was called and before we, we did the sketch. And, and we, then we did the sketch, and then at the end he was an alien. Why don't you want Why don't you want some, some of that Mongolian beef and noodles? Well, I thought it was um, something, something else. <laughs> why do you do this every year, Chris? <laughs> you bring us to this Mongolian barbecue. You sit us down. You tell us you don't want what you, what's available. Well, I thought it was something else. Anyway, you've got the point. God yeah. damn it, we're only one sketch in, Andy. Oh, sorry. We've got to come up with a sketch that doesn't involve Mongolian barbecue. It's... And yeah. Okay. It's What about those people who talk about there are only, like, seven stories in the world? Yeah. Right? Okay. And someone giving a presentation about this. Yeah. And he's listing off the different types of stories. And then the last... He does three, and then the last four yeah. all take place in a Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> yeah. And he'd look like a lunatic. Or, or what if you said there was there was only seven sto- uh, s- stories in the world, right? Uh, and he goes, uh, like, okay, like earlier today, I went down to the shop, and I got a uh, some some double brie, yep. right? And I came back home, and I ate the whole lot, right? Yeah, that's actually one of the stories. <laughs> uh, now, there's only six other stories in the world. All right? Now, you've probably seen Star Wars. Well, that's another one. Yep. All right. And how many Star Wars movies were and there? There's six, there's of, six those. of those. All right. So that's all the stories <laughs> that there are. Six Star Wars. And, and they want to make three, but they're not going to be able to unless they buy my story about the <laughs> double break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> I'm in negotiation um, with uh, Walt Disney yeah. at the moment. Yeah, Walt Disney. <laughs> Walt <laughs> I've actually, I said, put Walt in the line. <laughs> they said, get. I said, get me Walt. Yeah. I won't. I won't talk to anyone else. Anyone. Yeah. They defrosted Walt. Yeah. They got him. And, and I was uh, talking to him, and uh, basically, all I could hear was just the slow plinking noise of uh, something ca- uh, returning to room temperature. And to, to be but honest, but I think I talked him down. No, they got my price down. <laughs> <laughs> the plinking noise. I'm not a good negotiator. Yeah. I'll accept it. But to be honest, I f- folded. I'm giving him a hundred bucks <laughs> for my story. <laughs> Take it. Just take it off my hands, Walt. I've heard you plink enough. That's the thing about Walt, though. He was just an amazing businessman. Yeah. I mean, he was, a, he was sure he was a creative genius, uh, and he, um, you know, he, he was uh, he was uh, artistic, very artistic. Yes. Um, but mostly he was just a skillful negotiator, and that's still with him. Even 150 you know? years past his death. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not been 150 years, but I wouldn't be surprised if they re... If he's still plinking. <laughs> he's still plinking. He's still pulling off some impressive deals. Also, there was the slight whir of the compressor in the in the background the, yeah. the, of the refrigeration unit. Oh, of course. And uh, w- for some reason, refrigeration units... Um, 
I choose to interpret that as a really convincing negotiation. <laughs> anyway, so now there's, there's seven <laughs> stories. There's seven stories for Star Wars, and uh, and all of them are the stories. Oh shit! I didn't wrap that up very well. Nah. But there you go. But there you go. Not a good storyteller. <laughs> not a good negotiator. Eh? Why did you come to this university? I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I suppose you guys are really bad at choosing universities. <laughs> oh, well, story of my life. Story of... Oh. Oh. Oh, oh there we go. Well, which is also the story of the second uh, Star Wars movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's right. I'm yeah. um, Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Anyway, so do your homework, and uh, I'll see you guys next month. Cheers. Cheers. You can all go now. Do your homework. I'll see you guys next month. I like that guy. Yeah. I don't know there's a sketch in him. You don't think that's a sketch? He's the guy, he's, he's he's like the Joseph Campbell at a university who's talking about story structure. Yeah, actually, no, there is something in that, isn't and, it? And Joseph Campbell was actually highly involved in the making of uh, Star Wars. I think George Lucas was in talks with him when he was talking about it, with his story, his book about the, the hero with a thousand masks. So there's a few facts for you. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the hero with a thousand masks? That's John Campbell describing... That's Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. John Campbell. John Campbell, John Campbell, Cambo. Yeah, John Campbell, Cambo. Cambo. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. So he describes the hero's journey, which is, uh, I think, an age-old tale that appears in many, oh. many... Uh, re- it's, it's a recurring motif. It's a recurring motif. motif, yeah. And I think mm. maybe Jesus did it, and Luke Skywalker, and... Uh, Jesus course, did it. He did it. That's yeah. th- that was the path that he went. Classic and, hero. And, uh, and of story. course, uh, the lecturer from that, uh, from that sketch that we just had. <laughs> Although I don't know if it's going to be one of the official sketches... Let's write it down. Yeah, I think so. We'll yeah. write it down. Okay. We've got people coming around. Yeah, we can't true. afford we to can't. be too picky. Okay. So there's... But I'll tell you what, we'll give you a bonus sketch at the end. Stories. It'll be great. And they all now are owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> In the world. Um... What about somewhere where they try and come up with new stories? So, like, maybe Disney has, like, a sweatshop or something. Or uh, or a mine where they're digging for new story ideas. Or a spaceship. But it's like trying to come up with a new colour. Like, like, you know, so you look at all the stories, you go, like, oh, uh, you know, what's, what's one of the actual story structures in real life? Oh, Boy Meets Girl? Boy Meets Girl? Is that just a story? I've got no idea. Oh, for fuck. We're awful. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking they, about this. They say right what you know, <laughs> and we're just, we, we, we're, we're clearly in the wrong area. We set out into the unknown. Yeah, and here we are, and now... Barely any supplies. Barely any supplies. <laughs> um, let's do a science fiction sketch. Okay. Okay, set on Could maybe a spaceship. I I thought about something about a comic that I could make, yeah, uh, like a style of comic called a high concept, right? Yeah, and it's where you make sci-fi type uh, comics or or sketches, right? Yeah, but they're so high concept, <laughs> like like it's like taking like the idea of Inception yeah. and the Matrix yeah. and then adding some time travel in yeah. there. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like and cloning. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and alternate realities. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Paradoxes. Paradoxes. Left, right, and center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tricks of the mind. Like you know, uh, philosophy. Yeah. Uh, cyborgs and robots and advanced technologies. Oh, robots. Mind control. Yeah. Oh, man, have you ever seen Ghosts in the Shell? Yep, that's in there as well. That's in there. That Ghosts, shells. Yeah, hackers, people who hack into brains. <laughs> uh, all that cyberpunk stuff. Right? <laughs> all that. Yeah. No, no, that's a big thing. I don't know if you know anything about anything, but this has got a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's come up with the highest concept sketch. Okay, so the guy is a... He's a robot. He's a time-traveling clone hunter. Okay. <laughs> right. Time-traveling clone hunter. Yeah. Great. Um, but... He uh, was. He's, he's, he doesn't know this, but he's also a. He's like a. He's a robot. He doesn't know he's a robot, but he is a robot. Okay. He he's a robot who at the end finds out that he's been dead the whole time. Okay. <laughs> he's been switched off. Yeah, he's been switched off, and his consciousness only exists on 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 a mate in the matrix. Ah, oh, this is all a simulation. Yeah. Okay, but the simulation started yeah. in the future, and yeah. then was sent back in time. Oh my god. To before the simulation started. Yeah. And, and and everybody in that time, okay, they they were all assimilated and turned into uh, like and, and and their and their consciousness were, were also downloaded into there because that's the only place where you can get authentic olden day people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is, is by going back it's, in time it's and a just model, downloading it's a computer their model. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he's looking for one of these time traveling clones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets himself. <sighs> Okay, but uh, the himself that he meets, okay, is a is just like a businessman in well, like it was it just in today's world. Yeah, he was a flesh and blood businessman before yeah. he was made into a robot. Exactly, <laughs> and a robot clone, which he doesn't know that he is. Yep, he thinks he's flesh and blood. Yep, because that's how good the robotics are these days. <laughs> that that they actually are all organic material. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um but then I think he has to go to another planet or does he have some kind of uh he teleports he, is there some kind of philosophical universe. dilemma uh, with meeting himself and finding out that he was the is, is does he t- like the guy that he meets himself mm. was he his target did he re- not was that not his target? Yeah. So the he, he himself that he meets is actually a clone of another guy. Okay, so he was already a clone. Yeah. The he himself was already a clone of someone who yeah. was then replaced by a robot, um, and then, and then the <laughs> what it, what it, what happens is um, people get cloned, yeah. right? And then your clone, uh, it's the opposite of like it is in the the movie The Island. Um, your clone then gets to use your organs. Oh, mm. so you got to stop people from cloning you. Yep, because your clone's going to come back and use your organs. So that's what they're allowed to do. Yeah. And clones have more rights than regular people. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. And so but it's all happening in a computer, which is inside another computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is inside another computer which is just a dreamer guy is having. <laughs> but that guy's that guy is in a Alternate universe, which is also a computer, which, which is, is the also first computer. computer. Yeah, one of those ones that's the size of a room. And the businessman that we meet is the son of the guy who invented that computer. <gasps> yep. 
Okay. But he's the son of that guy. He thinks he's the son of that guy. But then he goes back in time and he realizes that he's that guy and he actually had sex with his mum to give birth to himself. Whoa. Yeah. That is high concept. That's so pretty I'm high concept. I'm going to write down three. <laughs> Sketch three is just high concept. We probably could have done that at the start. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. But but I think don't you think that would be really fun? Let's just create like three minute sketches, a bunch <gasps> of three minute sketches that are just the most high concept. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, a really really good idea. Mm. But ha- I don't know how we would explain it. Would we just have someone explaining it? Like, would it be that bit at the end of the movie where somebody comes in and explains what the <laughs> fuck has happened? So we could show a short ske- sketch. Yeah, like a a short thing that happens. And then we get to the exposition. And so the the reason why she died, it turns out that the reason she died was because... Because that's how all good movies end. Yeah. With a voiceover that comes in. And so it turns out the reason that all this stuff happened is as follows. Yeah. Well, maybe it could be like a murder mystery type thing. Yeah. And so it's like a Sherlock Holmes type guy. (laughs) But he's a robot. Yeah, who was birthed by, who was created by an alien in an alternate universe. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yes. All right, high concept. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to be high to get to that a concept. Yeah. No, but, you know, we don't do that stuff. Okay. I, I used to, though. Mm. And I used to think that you had to get be high to be creative. Really? Yeah. Or to have any good ideas. But Maybe. God, maybe you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, the idea is this week. <laughs> uh, this week, I don't know. We just do this every couple of days, anyway. Yeah. But, um, every day at every, the moment. Um, yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, that's but, good. Yeah. All right. Let's not look at this. Let's not let's look not, at the sketch let's ideas. Not look at what we've written down. Yeah. No, no, because we're we're focusing on the future mm-hmm. and then going into the past and then putting it in a computer <laughs> and then cloning it. Oh. It's a blast from the past. Okay, what about something with cavemen? Cavemen. Cavemen sketches are always okay. funny. It's a caveman who finds a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a caveman... No, a caveman makes a gun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so everyone else is just sitting around, yeah. scratching away yeah. with their bits of stuff, okay? And a guy makes a gun. Like, like and it looks like a... It just looks like a really good gun. Yeah. <laughs> Like is it an automatic weapon? I think it's an automatic, like like a full on like a, like a AK forty seven type of assault rifle type thing, or or like a little Uzi. I, I think an Uzi, <laughs> yeah, because they're slicker. It's yeah. more likely that a that a a caveman would come up with an AK forty seven, you know. But an Uzi, that's, but it's funnier if it's an Uzi. Yeah, yeah, it's tighter. No, but that's what I mean. I think it's funnier if it's an Uzi because it's less likely. Yeah. Precisely. I mean, you could accidentally <laughs> invent an AK-47, but an Uzi... I, God knows I have. Yeah, but that's a... An Uzi's a tight little package, especially those cartridges with, like... Oh, yeah, he many? invents those, too. Yeah. Okay, so... Maybe someone else invents those just by chance at yeah. the same time. And they're like, oh... No, that's too ridiculous. Okay, yeah. sorry. He just inv- he just walks in with one because <laughs> he just inv- he, like you he, he, he see him put finishing the putting the finishing touches on yeah. it, and then he clicks the, the, the yeah. magazine into place. Yeah, and then he walks into a room holding the gun like that, and then somebody goes, "What? What's that?" And he goes, "I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just <laughs> I just built it. Just <laughs> bang some rocks together for a bit, and then I kind of got this. Yeah. Um." 
So what have you been working on? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the guy says, uh, I've been squashing this rat <laughs> with this rock. <laughs> the guy puts down the gun and says, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty interesting. And he goes and he dips his finger <laughs> in the squashed rat and he tastes it and he goes, um, that's game. <laughs> and then that's the end of the sketch. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because he doesn't know what the Uzi is, so he wouldn't know how to use it. Because he's a caveman, he doesn't know about Uzis. Okay, caveman. But he doesn't know how to market it. So what, you think he would want to sell it? They don't have currency. They're, they're barely even, like, considered a civilization. They're just a few humans living near each other. Yeah. In the same, because there's warmth there. Okay. They're only brought together they're by huddled warmth. together yeah. for warmth. <laughs> they're only huddled together for warmth. They're, they're, and, and there's fighting all the time. Yeah. They can hardly live together. You, you, you can't really sleep because you don't trust the person who's pressed up against your body for warmth. <laughs> I think huddling together for warmth is a funny thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, if the first business, me- business meeting was a whole lot of people were working in the same office. Yeah. And then the air conditioning unit malfunctioned or something, they all had to huddle together for warmth. And that's how the first business meeting happened. <laughs> that's the story of the first business meeting. That's the, that's the story of enterprise. <laughs> that's how, inter- that's how is, companies formed. Which is actually the eighth story. <laughs> what are some other things that like could huddle together for warmth? Like, yeah, like when companies merge, you could refer to it as them huddling together for warmth. Or other things that come together... Um, bees? Yeah. Um, I think they do huddle together. For oh, yeah, that they kind of do. Okay, things that come together, like a Voltron? Oh, all the, all, the, all the components of Voltron were just huddling together for warmth. Sure. Penguins have got an amazing system where they, they, they're in the Arctic, yeah. Antarctic. There's no penguins in the Arctic. How weird is that? They do really well, you'd think, right? Yeah. Well, do you think they don't know about the Arctic? I don't think they know. Oh, I my think God. Penguins don't know about the Arctic. Yeah. I think when they find out about the Arctic, they're going to be kicking themselves. And that's going to be difficult because they've got very short legs. Very short legs. Yeah. I mean, do you think we could bring some penguins to the Arctic? Would that <laughs> fuck up penguins? Would that fuck up the Arctic? I don't know. But I think we should definitely give it a shot. I mean, the guy... I, I like the idea of a sketch of a guy who's like he's like a kind of like a Jacques Rousseau kind of guy. Like Jacques Cousteau. Cousteau, sorry. Yeah. He's like, who was the other guy? Jean Jean Jacques Rousseau. I don't know who that is. That's a philosopher who came out. We're talking about. Uh, oh, Rousseau. Rousseau. Anyway, what about Henri Henri Rousseau? Jacques Jacques Cousteau, who's like talking about how. You know, it's one of his documentaries. He's talking about penguins don't know about the <laughs> Arctic. So our mission... They've got a little blindfolded penguin. Yeah. And they take him to the Arctic and they take off the blindfold and the penguin just looks around. <laughs> and, and then he just dives in the water and starts swimming <laughs> back. Catch him! <laughs> don't let him go! Because oh no, they're guided by the, but the magnetism. I think, I think this guy who's taken the penguin, he thinks he understands penguins. And he's okay. just like, look at the expression on his face. He cannot believe it. He cannot. He the can. penguin just wanders off. And the, the, he's so alone. The beautiful thing is, is that we could probably film this in the Antarctic and you wouldn't even be able to tell. That's right. People, you're laymen. 
Yeah, the, the can't most tell the difference. Can't tell the difference between the Arctic and the Antarctic. I mean, a few, a few uh, Arctists, 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 yeah, are going to be really upset by some of the footage because they're like, uh, uh, there's no, there's no glaciers of that size there. Yeah. Uh, clearly, that's the, the that's the sign for Mawson's hut in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Especially if we were such bad film <laughs> filmmakers that we would yeah. have to sign for Orson's Morrison's. Do you hut? think that that's going to be an issue? That the sign for Morrison's hut is in the background for this? If we have all oh, of McMurdo look. in this shot, <laughs> McMurdo Sound. What's that? McMurdo Sound is like a region of the Arctic, uh, Antarctic, Ant- Antar- Antarctic, Antarctic. And- Come on, for f- sorry, you just. I really like the idea of taking a penguin to the Arctic and taking off his little blindfold. Taking a penguin <laughs> to the Arctic. Yeah. Nick. The thing about because penguins... they don't know about it. He's got no idea. We're going to be the first people. In brackets, because they don't know about it. Yep. And taking... Blindfold, 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 blindfold. I'm embarrassed for me. Yeah? And like, sometimes I just, I just, I think of the people listening to me. And this is why, why I I experience so much embarrassment. Mm. I think, maybe a lot of embarrassment, not so much, but like, or why I'm so self-conscious is because I start picturing somebody listening to me. Like, even in regular life, I don't really... Like, when people are actually listening to me, I don't picture them listening to me. But it's when I start picturing them listening to me, <laughs> I feel embarrassment. Actual people listening to you, you don't get embarrassed by. No. But a hypothetical person that you've made up yeah. in your mind who's listening to you and oh. judging you, you're embarrassed about Hy- their reaction. Hypothetical people judge you the worst. <laughs> I find that hypothetical people can be very cruel. Yeah. And they sometimes get themselves into very unfortunate situations mm. that if they had any sense, yeah. um, they'd avoid. Absolutely. Hypothetical people. Oh. And oh, no, I was going to try to say something about pathetic, but then I got really distracted about somebody something hearing about me say that joke <laughs> and then they yeah. would judge me and then I got embarrassed. Yeah, so I, I, you don't strike me as someone who who is like embarrassed... Uh, all the time. Certain things tip me over. Yeah. Yeah. Just is it me? Things. No, it's not you. <laughs> it's just like I think it was just a moment where I was going, uh, which I actually really like doing. Yeah. The penguin take off his blindfold. Yeah. See if I when when I own it and I don't and I don't think about somebody listening to it, I can really go. And he oh, looks you're really around. belting that out. He looks and doesn't realize. That it is the Arctic. Oh, he doesn't yeah. know, but Jacques Cousteau think that he does. <laughs> oh, the penguin knew the whole time, but he was pretending because he didn't want to hurt Jacques Cousteau's feelings. Mm-hmm. He probably noticed, though, when he ate some fish. It would taste a little bit different because it's a different ocean and the salt content might be different. <laughs> and the salt content might be different. <laughs> and the salt content might be different. 
fish is a little bit salty, I hear. Does cold water change the saltiness of things? Um, yeah, well, it changes how much salt can be dissolved in something, but I don't think that the salt of the oceans is at saturation point anyway, so maybe it doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to dissolve salt yeah. in the ocean and you had a whole lot of salt, you could dissolve more salt in the ocean if it was warm uh, right. than you can if it's cold. Well, that's interesting. Mm, a little bit of science for everybody. A little, a little bit, bit of science, science for you. We just end, end, the, end, end the show with a little bit of science yeah, oh, there think, for everybody. Think we're ending the show right now. I think maybe we should end the we show. We should probably wrap up the show. I yeah, because we've we've already come up with uh, the Ripley's Empire, which is the guy who doesn't give a shit. I was kind of happy with that. Yeah, it's meeting Ripley. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Believe it, don't believe it. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, we've got uh, there's seven stories in the world, and they all now are owned by Disney. Yeah, because uh, one of them was about the guy going to the supermarket yeah. uh, to buy Double Brie, and now it's going to be the plot to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> seventh, seventh uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars film, or maybe the next three Star Wars films. <laughs> They're going to split it up. It's yeah. like when they made The Hobbit into yeah. three films. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Peter Jackson to direct, and he's pretty confident that the, he can get three oh. movies out of this. And They're going to be three hours long each, <laughs> and then there's going to be seven hours of DVD extras for each one. Yeah, and uh, him and his graphic and, and his like uh, his three D modeling company, they're gonna make that double brie look fucking amazing. Yes, it's gonna be correct. It's gonna be like it was straight out of France, but it's actually gonna be out of New Zealand. Yeah, they're gonna film it in New Zealand, of course. That in one one of their new worlds. Have you seen the double brie in New Zealand? It's breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> oh. The vistas. It's just it's just the, it's just the landscapes there. The double brie landscapes. <laughs> the well. The contrast of the double brie against the New Zealand lapsed l- landscape will be particularly strong. Oh, yeah. Mount Wanui, something like that. Oh, that's what sounds like a name of a mountain there. <laughs> uh, four, a uh, caveman accidentally invents Uzi, then puts it down because he gets distracted. By a smashed rat. By a smashed rat, and he tastes it, and he says it t- tastes gamey, and also because he doesn't know what the Uzi, what the Uzi does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, and then l- later on you can go back to them, to that sketch, and then it's just like them doing things, like maybe singing a song and like, like oh, guys playing the spoons, <laughs> yeah. like, right? And the, just the Uzi's just sitting there, and it's just, it's Was making a point of them the guy smashed the rat with an Uzi? Uh, maybe, maybe later on, but I, I just like the idea of the many sketches where the Uzi's in shot not being used, <laughs> yeah. and they're doing other things, just living their lives. Okay, I just love the idea of just such advanced technology going unused. Maybe that's what we're doing. It's, a, com- it's, it's, yeah, it's a comment, probably. Absolutely, probably a comment. Yeah. Um, what about, oh, you could definitely do something with, like, cavemen and uh, do a fucking comment on mobile phones or something yeah. and some guy's got a cave painting yeah. and during the conversation the guy just turns to look at the cave painting Right, while he's talking to another caveman, and the caveman gets really offended, and he's like, oh, come on, man. Are you looking at that cave painting? No, no. no. Since cave paintings have come around... I'm just going to check to see if anybody's updated the cave painting. see, that kind of sketch, that sounds like the kind of sketch someone would definitely buy. Yeah. You know, like, if we were writing sketches for TV, (laughs) right, and, and, like, that's the kind of... No one would buy any of these sketches. Nobody would buy any of these (laughs) sketches, but I think if we made these, these would be great sketches. Yeah. Right? We just don't know how to market them. That's the thing, is that people just want a simple concept, they want a simple, like, you know... You know, just so that the general public, they'll understand a good, like, sort of mobile yeah. phone uh, metaphor. Analogy. Metaphor. Yeah, analogy. Yeah. Right, I'm going to write that one down. Okay. This good. one's called right. Okay, sketch. now we're going to do two commercially viable sketches sketch. before we finish the show. That That's the little bonus at the end. Someone Okay, would. you could sell these. You could take right. these to the bank. Oh, yeah, And absolutely. they'd give you probably 
some cash money or maybe Amen. some uh, what are the Bitcoin Looking or maybe at, some oh, um, Bitcoin. That's some somebody who invented a new currency. Yeah, you see? Exactly. now we're wrapping this show up yeah. real nicely. Here real we go. Nice. We've just invented the Bitcoin. I read an article today about the Liberty Reserve, which was a Ugh. another currency, another online currency. What that didn't and, make it? Uh, it it didn't make it because it was being used almost exclusively by criminals. And um, recently, the uh, United States government shut down the company that was running it, and now all the criminals lost all their money, which is sad. No. Oh, no. Well, I mean, they worked really hard. They had to, like, anyway. <laughs> caveman looking at wall painting like a dude. Looking at his phone. Okay. Yeah. See, this is really easy, okay? You take a caveman, you make an analogy. I had another one, yeah. right? Uh, this one's set in, like, the Regency era, or maybe, a, like, the Middle Ages or something. Yeah. All right? It's not really relevant anymore, because remember when people used to have the um, your message, the mess when you got a message on your phone, yeah. right? The tone was always do 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 do, yeah. right? And it was all like um, it's the it's the it's the Middle Ages, yep. and people keep getting messengers. Yeah. Okay, so not messages, but yeah. messengers who yeah. come in, and whenever they come in, they've got a little horn, and they go. That's good. With their little horn, and uh, people are like sending messages. Yeah, and then they're like, ah, we can't finish a meal without <laughs> somebody. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and then like somebody blocks the messengers, perhaps by like, like digging a moat, and all the messengers fall into it. Why would they do that? Oh, or like the FBI keeps intercepting their messengers? No, I don't know. <laughs> the, um, this is... C- commercially viable sketches are really easy. Okay, let's do another one. Uh, this one's about a doctor. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, and um, he... Uh, and he starts oh, feeling really up a hard. woman's leg. Right? And then she goes, that's inappropriate. He says, that's not inappropriate. This is inappropriate. And then he fills up her boob. <laughs> Commercially viable sketches. <laughs> Commercially viable ske- <laughs> sketches. I mean, oh yeah, and it was also set in the sixties, and we're just laughing at the people uh, uh, at our parents' generation. Okay, their their parents. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, this is satire on like bawdy old. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yeah. Carry on films. Talk, well, talking about especially like how people think that society used to be better. Yeah. It's like nobody thinks that society. You know. You know why you think society's better? Because you're white. And you're old, <laughs> because like, and you're a man. Okay? Yeah. Because everybody else thinks the society's way better now. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Or else they're, unless they're stupid. Unless they don't know about what they went through. Unless they're not white and a man. Yeah. And old. Yeah. Because a lot of people still suffer. Yeah, that's true. Unless they still suffer, yeah, and they no. don't realize that other people used to suffer. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we're gonna wrap up this show. Also, oh, wait, wait. What was the other one? Oh, yeah, there was also. Uh, taking a penguin to the Arctic, in brackets, because they don't know about it, and uh, close brackets, and taking off his blindfold. <laughs> so, do 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 cheats, ba boom boom Thanks for listening, guys. You're the best. Oh. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.